Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 8 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our 10-minute theology series where we talk about a certain topic of theology in around 10 minutes. This week we are continuing our discussion of the broader subject of theology proper, which is the study of God in general. And we've covered the last couple times the existence of God, the knowability of God, and today we're going to be starting to dive into the topic of the attributes of God. And this really connects with what we talked about last time with the knowability of God, because this is one of the ways that we can truly know God and build this relationship is in Scripture, uh, God has revealed himself to us, and uh, namely, what he is like, what are his characteristics. And so we start to uh, know and understand who God is. And as we come into this topic of the attributes of God, it reminds me of a quote that has stuck with me from uh, the book Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, which is all about the attributes of God. And if, if you have read it, I'd encourage you to read it. It's a great book. Uh, But a quote that always stuck out to me when I read that book for the first time was he starts uh, one of his early chapters with the statement, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And that was something that always resonated with me. And I think that is so true because I think how you understand God really does impact your life. It impacts how you think about things. It impacts how you live and approach relationships and just the world around us. And so I think that is such an interesting and uh, kind of a statement that should hopefully challenge us, right, in our minds of, yeah, what does come to my mind when I think about God? And so when we think of the importance of studying the attributes of God as kind of an introduction here, uh, I think it is important Because not only, like I just mentioned a little bit earlier, this is how we build a relationship with God. Uh, Just like any friend or person where you, uh, part of building a relationship is getting to know them. And so as you understand more of who they are, what their characteristics are like, what they like, what they don't like, all these different things, you start to deepen that relationship. And so in the same way with God, as we understand more of who he is, what he's like, it's going to deepen that relationship with him, okay? Uh, But I also think a proper understanding of God, as I mentioned, is also going to impact how we live. And a wrong understanding of God can also impact how we live. Like, for example, people can sometimes think like they are fine in their sin because, oh, God is love and he won't care uh, how I live, really. Um, and so I can continue in my sin. And that's okay, because God loves me. Um, but again, that's, you're kind of missing all of who God is. And so not also, like, you're missing his holiness, the wrath of God, like these different things, right? And so, but you can also on the flip side, have someone who just views God as wrathful and different things, and you miss the love and forgiveness, the grace that is there as well. Okay. And so we can see the importance of why we need to study the attributes of God. And especially if we think of, we want to try to imitate or follow him in different ways, as scripture calls us to, uh, we need to have this proper understanding. Okay. 
And so that's kind of the importance of the attributes of God as we kind of come into this here. And, and today we're going to focus on one in particular and, and something that one that might not come to your mind first, but I think it's a great intro attribute here. And it is what I've kind of described as the otherness of God or that God is other. Okay. And so, well, what do I mean by that? And really what that means is that God is completely distinct from us and is completely unique in who he is. There is absolutely no one like him. Okay. And for example, uh, we have kind of a passage we're going to focus on with this uh, attribute is Exodus 3 verses 13 to 14. And so this is in that context of uh, God raising up Moses uh, to deliver Israel from the land of Egypt, right? Israel's in Egypt, the whole let my people go thing, all that. And so the Lord is calling Moses into this service. And we see Moses uh, asks God, well, when I go to the people, who should I say has sent me? And this is where we pick up. Uh, and so, or actually that's part of, so verses 13 and 14 says, Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And then here's God's response. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say to this people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Okay. And so did you catch that there? When, when Moses asked, I like, well, who should I say has sent me? God responds just with, I am who I am and tell them I am has sent you. And so essentially by describing himself in this way, God is saying that the only fitting definition of God is that he is God. He is who he is. I am who I am. There is no other way to describe him that captures all of who he is. And so what we see from this phrase is that the, like I said, the only true way to define who God is, is that he is God. And so whenever we try to define God, we normally define him in the sense of what he is like, or only a part of who he is. For example, we say he is loving, but is loving who God is or that God is love? Yes, God is love. We see that in scripture, but that's not entirely who he is. There is so much more encompassed in who God is. And so the only right way to really describe God is that he is God. And it kind of shows that kind of transcendence of God, uh, that he is completely other than us. Okay. And so we're, we, and again, ties into the nobility we talked about last time where we can't fully wrap our minds around who he is because there's so much at play there. And again, this is important for us because I think we can often think of God as just kind of merely a better version of us, okay, where we understand like, yeah, God is like above me, way above me, all that. But we almost think of him as like a perfect human or something like that. But this text establishes that's not what God is. He is not just a better version of us. He is not just a better version of you, but rather he is categorically different from us. There is absolutely no comparison. He is God, and so there is no other like him. Okay? 
And that's really what this idea of the otherness of God or that God is other is getting at here. And I think that's such a fitting way to start as we go through all these different attributes in the coming weeks uh, to keep that at the forefront of mind that even as we can relate to some of these attributes that, yeah, like God is love, that he is gracious, that uh, he is merciful, all these things that we can kind of relate in some sense to, we have to keep in mind, like, again, he is not just merely a better version of us, but rather he is something completely, categorically different. There is no comparison. He is God. And that is it, right? That is that is the only true way to describe who he is, is that he is God. And so for us, right, as we think of how that impacts us, I think one that should lead us hopefully to worship as we exalt the Lord as the completely unique one, that we recognize him for who he is, that he is God and there is no other who can kind of make that claim or stand even in the same category as him. And it should also lead us to hopefully be humble as we consider just that, again, God is not just like a step up from us, but rather he is completely different and unique. And so it should lead to humility on our part, understanding we're not God. And as we look through some of these attributes, we'll see like, yeah, we're not even close to him. Okay. And so it should lead to that humility as we view ourselves properly in light of who God is. But even in this, we see, even though God is other, he is distinct. He has revealed himself to his people so that he can be known And that is such an encouraging thing. And so hopefully as we continue through these attributes, that this will be something that will encourage you, challenge you, and hopefully build that relationship with the Lord. And so that will do it for today's 10-Minute Theology, and we'll catch you all next time.